All right, go produce. Here we are for episode number two of the Reflection series. My name is Big Lou, and I'm super, super excited here to talk about music. Let's talk about artists and musicians this time. I'm going to be providing you the top three takeaways and lessons that I've learned so far, and I'm going to be giving that to you at the very end of the episode. But before that, let me talk about the different kinds of artists and musicians that we had featured on our episode so far. We're going to go into some of their clips, talk about my perspective on that, and then have some fun. The artists and musicians that we're going to be featuring today are Don Tour, Dan Broadbeck, Catherine King, Jerry Rozo, Jay Westman, Fresh Kills, Fallon Bowman, and Tiernan Heffron. Let's have some fun. Go produce. This is Go Produce Turn In, that passion to profit. This is for those of you who think you got it and want it. Music industry professionals, I'm talking to you. This is Go Produce Podcast, and my name is Big Lou. Now, speaking personally, I know that some of my struggles as an artist initially and even still were not necessarily being accepted. I was worried that if I put my best foot forth, other people would probably just laugh at me like, oh, that's not enough. This guy doesn't have what it takes to be what he wants to be. Turns out, I'm not alone with this sentiment. Here's Dan Broadback sharing with you, being embarrassed about doing your best. Honestly, constantly. Because as much as I think as I'm doing it, oh my God, this is great, this is amazing, this is great, because I'm the only one here, for example. But then when I send something off to somebody to listen to, or I honestly believe they'll generally come back with, uh, that's no good, this has to change, that's no good, you need to change this. This is, I'm honestly sometimes sort of surprised when, Somebody's like, that's really great. Thank you so much. I love it. Here, Dan shares his perspective as someone with lots and lots of experience with being an artist, with being an engineer, and also with being an educator. And all of these experiences tie together in providing us one of these most valuable lessons in how you should not be embarrassed by doing your best. Doing your best only shows that you care. It only shows that you want to do better. Don't be embarrassed. I know I'm going to feel embarrassed a couple of times as I move forward doing it as well, but just being aware of that allows you to move on forward. Another one of our guests who is a little bit younger, a little bit less experienced, but is also still very talented. He has a similar experience or a similar perspective on the matter. He dives a little bit deeper into how you should navigate if people were to actually make you feel weird about being you. This artist is Tiernan Heffron, and he's going to talk to you about what it feels like to be young and stand out. I know what it's like when you're 11, 12 and you're singing in school and, and you're different, right? You know, you're going to stand out and not everyone's going to gonna like that. Um, but who, who, who cares? You know what I mean? If you enjoy doing it and you love doing it, you do it. Um, because why not? It's quite simple, yet so powerful, isn't it? Throughout your life, you will meet people that will try and slow you down. They'll help. Some people will help build you up, but some people more so will help slow you down. They'll project their limiting beliefs on you. You don't deserve any of that. You don't need any of that. Take that, throw that away. Do not allow them to do this to you. Be weird. Be yourself. Give it your best shot. Learn from the experience regardless if it's good or bad. As you develop yourself as an artist, you're gonna go through these different phases and don't hate yourself if you find yourselves in periods of low where you don't necessarily understand everything that's going on or you can't, you don't have a strong output for whatever reason. This happens. 
in the career path of an artist. This happens in the career path of everyone. This happens as part of life. So make sure that you make the decisions that make you happy, that don't cause harm to other people, and that allow you to develop yourself as an individual, as an artist, because this will go a long way. Catherine King actually tells us a little bit more about this with her fruit trees analogy. There are winter seasons in the life of an artist. And that doesn't mean that nothing's happening, but it, it means that everything goes underground for a season. Fruit trees cannot produce in the winter. She tells us that it's important to be able to recognize when you're in a flow state, but it is also important to set time aside so that you can relax, reflect, do this daily or weekly, and this will allow you to elevate your craft to the next level. How much time are you delegating towards this? How much time are you spending on rest? Really results or winds down to this one question. How bad do you want it? Are you committed or are you interested to doing whatever it takes to achieve your goal? Once you have that in mind, make sure to practice and observe the people that are doing what you want very closely. Do not be arrogant and think that you do not need to practice. Some people just might be more naturally talented, but every single time, hard work will beat talent. So if you're talented, put that hard work in and you're undefeated. You're undefeatable. Jay Westman, another one of our guests, tells us how important it is not to be nervous and underprepared. You will be underprepared if you don't practice. So take this approach. Let's hear what Jay's got to say. If you're underprepared, it and you get nervous, you're toast. You're, yeah. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, I mean, if, if, you know, a band plays the first show and it, and it, you should have waited a couple more months, you get the nerves when you're on stage, you play faster than you probably should, everything gets sped up and you're going to forget stuff. You're going to get blurry. You're going to get off track. It, it happens. Uh, but if, if you take your time and you, because everyone wants to go out and play, but you've got, you've got to spend your time. You got to hone it. If you've never had the experience of freezing on stage or messing up in front of people publicly, then kudos to you. But also, I feel a little bit bad because of how much of a learning lesson that is. I personally had an experience where I froze in front of a group of people for approximately 25 to 30 seconds, and I have hard evidence of this. I have it on film. I can show it to you if you want to see it, um, but I just froze for 30 seconds in front of people. I just had no idea what I was talking about. I was totally aware of the fact that I froze, uh, but the, the, the sheer truth of the matter was I wasn't prepared. And the nerves got to me. And that's what led to me freezing. Don't be underprepared. You will always be nervous. Even the most confident people will get nervous, even moments before they, they, they go onto the stage or do whatever they're doing. However, the practice that goes behind the scenes goes so far. It is also super important to be involved in the process throughout and ask all of the questions. You might feel like, oh, I'm really good at this, so I'm only going to do this. Yes, I'm with that. Focus on what you're good at, but also gain an understanding of what happens around what you do, because you need to understand the language so that you can communicate with the people that are doing those things so that everyone can elevate together. You know, Fallon Bowman has a great example on this. What to do when you feel green in the music industry. I was absolutely green as hell when I left that band and I didn't know the fundamentals. I was there the entire time, but I never asked questions. Like I never... The, my, my curiosity, um, was never peaked. Like I just felt very much like whirlwinded. 
Yeah. So I had to learn everything on my own through books, through talking to people, um, and then trying to contact people as well. Because again, I like the concept of the concept of (laughs) the concept of networking was something that again I didn't do very well at, and so that it was a matter of going back and saying, "Hey, you know, my name is this," and so it was it was a a huge learning curve for me to try and. I mean, I could have learned it at the time, but I didn't. The man or human who asks a question is a fool for a minute. But the man or human who does not ask is a fool for life. Which one do you want to be? Answer that. Move forward. Confucius, a Chinese philosopher, he was able to share that wisdom with us. Please answer that question. Are you going to be a fool for a minute or are you going to be a fool for a lifetime? Ask all the questions. You won't be ridiculous forever. Be genuinely, be genuinely curious about what you do because people will feel this. To do that, to be genuinely curious, you need to find something that makes you truly happy. How are you going to find something that makes you happy? By trying different things. As you go about trying living your life, you know, you're living your life, you're doing different things. What piques your interest? Those things that pique your interest look a little bit more into how those different activities unfold. What is happening there? That's how you're going to figure out what makes you happy. It's this experimenting that you do with yourself. Bringing it back to the music industry, if you want to be a music industry professional, you're going to have to become more familiar with how the music industry operates as a whole. Yes, sure, you want to be a manager, you have to focus on managerial skills, you have to focus on this and that, whatever it requires specifically, but you need to be able to speak to record labels, you need to be able to speak to the different agents, you need to be able to speak to whomever is part of this situation, because you will grow if you're doing it correctly, and I'm assuming we want to grow. But what about the more exciting parts of being an artist, aside from the business, the administration, the industry, heavy work? What about performing, you know, getting out there and showing your true colors. Well, Fresh Kills has a perspective on this. He thinks that hip-hop shows are the worst kind of live music for his reasons, and let him share with you that right now. It's why I do what I do. It's it's why I got on the on the MPC, because I was going to these shows, and it, you know, it was like, guys were just, it was just, a, a guy would bring a CD, and they he would just rap over a CD, and I'm like, this is just karaoke. You have to be a really good, it's not to say that it's not it's impossible, but you got to be a really incredible performer to be able to pull off a show with just you and backing tracks, especially if there's like lyrics in the backing tracks. Let's not go there. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. just brutal. Um, and so for me, I wanted to bring something to the live hip hop show that wasn't there. So he shared this message with us, not because he hates hip hop. He's actually an avid fan of the genre of music itself. And the reason that he took this approach to, to highlight his message is he was looking for ways to innovate the hip-hop performance. Maybe his strength isn't rap. Maybe his strength is sampling and mixing and, and DJing and all of that. MPC work, which is truly phenomenal. But he was able to take the show and make it his own. What can you do as an artist, as any kind of individual, as a musician, as a performer... How can you innovate your show to make it even more exciting, even more attractive to your fans? Have you ever tried perhaps having a hype beast, someone else on stage with you that don't they don't necessarily contribute to the songs, they just build energy and hype everyone around you? What about a DJ? What about dancers? Dancers are good to have. They can be 
something that adds energy to your show. You can use lights. Make sure to use a lot of lighting. Have banners, have colors. Be attractive, be interactive. That is what's going to set you apart from the rest of the people. These different elements are going to create a better show. And as you have a better show, your numbers are going to grow. As your numbers grow, you're going to see your team begin to fall in place. How are you going to manage these other people? How are you going to manage the different shows that you're going to be doing? Are you going to continue doing shows in your area or are you going to start touring? All of these questions begin to arise as your numbers begin to increase because your show is better. So say say your show is going off to a great, uh, a great start and you've got a manager or you've got a booking agent going. What are you going to do next? You're probably going to start touring. Maybe not in this current state of world, of the world, but you're going to start touring soon. And what is the biggest struggle that comes with touring? Well, Don Tour is going to share that with us right now. Speaking of like money and the whole money sense is with all your money going back into your band and you're holding on to it for merch and gas. Like if you think about it, we were on a tour in the U.S. Um, in Horizons a few years ago. You know, we were the the second in the bill. There was five bands on this tour package. We made a hundred dollars a night. So that literally, yeah, not total. That's Ooh. what everybody says. Oh, you made a hundred bucks each. Like no, make a hundred dollars flat. That's all you make. Uh, so that would always go to gas, right? That would always go to gas and you just kind of pile it up and, and hope you get to the next place. Touring can also be a great source of income for artists, merch as well, but we don't have to get into that. But it can also be very costly and demanding. Everyone is eager to tour. Everyone's eager to run and do this, perform, get in front of people. But if your show isn't ready, if the foundation isn't built, if you're not prepared with everything that you've got to do, it's it's very traumatizing and it can be very, very demanding. So make sure that you are prepared. Despite what happens along the way, there are always most certainly memories that will stick with you forever. Once again, they might be positive memories. They might be negative memories. You can take these memories, do whatever you will with them. With them. However, I suggest to turn them into learning lessons. They can be truly beautiful. They can be truly horrifying but take the memory itself and learn from it. Sometimes the memories turn out to be fun stories like this that Jerry has for us. The time he opened up for Maestro, Joe Arroyo. So we, we did the sound check and we were just so excited and we we're like, okay, where is he, where is he? So then, you know, the, the place started getting full and, and uh, he wasn't there yet. So they're like, all right, openers, go, go play. So we play our show and it's, the most amazing show I've ever played. Everything was perfect. The sound was incredible. Uh, all the monitoring was just in the right place. And mm -hmm. the people were super into it. So that, that, the memory from that show was, at, at the, even, even without the honor of opening for Joe Arroyo, like just that show was incredible. So then we finished the show. All right, good night, thank you. And then we get backstage and they're like, Joe is not here yet. He's not ready. And he's not going to be here for like another hour. Um, can you guys play some more? And we're like, Ooh. yeah, let's do it. Hey. <laughs> so, so we come back out and we, I think we played for another 45 minutes. After we played, uh, then we, we got back to the backstage and then, then Joy was there. Mm -hmm. And I got to meet him uh, for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. And he, he was just sitting down and... This is now that, that now that we're uh, talking about this and we talked before about regrets. He asked me the coolest thing and I wasn't able to do anything about it. He said, he said, hey, 
Do you have a shot of whiskey for me? <laughs> what a wild story. I am super, super looking forward to when festivals, events, regular shows, home shows, all of the sorts of shows come back because I want to start performing. I have yet to do any of the performing. Um, I've gotten on stage for, for, for giving speeches, but never to actually rap as an artist. So as I hear all of these stories, I get super excited. If you have any fascinating performance stories, please feel free to share them with me. I'm super eager to learn from your stories because maybe you made a mistake or maybe you made a fantastic move and I need to replicate it or I need to stay far away from what you did. So let's make sure to share our stories with one another. We out here, we got this. Now it's time for our three main takeaways for the show. Reflection series episode number two. Takeaway number one is Practice, 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 practice alone, practice in front of other people, practice in front of a mirror, record yourself, practice every different kind of way that you can come up with because it will help. Don't only just practice and film yourself, but like study what you've done, you know, review what you've done. A lot of people don't like the sound of their voice. They don't like what they look like on camera. If you're trying to do something that's in public, it pays off to rehearse. Do not be underprepared and nervous. Odds are you're going to be nervous. So just keep that in mind. Main takeaway number two, ask. Ask all of the questions. Ask all of the questions. Why? Because would you rather be a fool for a short period of time or would you prefer to remain to be a fool forever? Forever. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Just ask the question. It's simple. Learn. Move on. My final takeaway, my third takeaway for this episode is make sure to observe. Observe very closely. Observe your audience. How are they reacting? How is your team operating? How are the people that you want to be engaging with you, engaging with you? How are the people you want to be like thinking? What are they doing? What steps are they doing? What steps are they taking? Should you consider taking those same steps or something similar to achieve what they are doing? Observe, critically observe them. In conclusion, go produce. I wanna give a shout out to all the parties involved. Big shout out to Prevail Media Group, to all our sponsors who have yet to come. I see you. I'm ready and I'm coming for you. And lastly, shout out to you, all of the fans for watching all the way through. I hope that you learned so much. Please, if you like this content, hit like, hit subscribe. We've got so much more material coming for you. This is only episode number two out of the eight for the Reflection series. If you liked any of the clips from the previous guests that we had, please feel free to check out their full episodes. We've got them listed all in our videos. Shout out to all the parties involved. Big shout out to Prevail Media Group. The facility is beautiful and the support is always welcomed. Thank you so much for all the parties that have been part of the project so far. We've had lots of moving parts and without each and every one of you, we wouldn't be able to have done what we've done to our fans. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review. If on Spotify, then go ahead, hit that download button. But most of all, please, please, please make sure, make sure to tell all of your music industry friends about the Go Produce podcast. That's more information at www.goproduce.ca. If you want to follow us on Instagram, then go ahead and do that. Our handle is at go.produce and please consider contacting me directly at l-o-u-i-s louis at g-o-p-r-o-d-u-c-e dot c-a i'd love to receive any and all feedback that's it that's everything we out